Welcome to Kodachi for Three, a bi-weekly podcast where three friends and passionate players discuss the world of Wraith. If you're looking for flesh and blood content, we've got it. Focusing on competitive play, community building, and yes, going off on plenty of tangents. From our favorite casual builds to the market, nothing is off limits. So sit back, relax, and prepare yourself for Kodachi for Three. All right, welcome, welcome. We are Kodachi for Three, technically Kodachi for Two today. I'm Adam Roach. And I'm Shay. I'm here. It's great. You know, I think we all feel that way. Shay, fighting the house problems, fighting the good fight. Me, having uh, my tires slashed earlier and missing a pro quest because of it. I think, you know, I think things are going good. But it gave me a lot of time to look at spicy spoilers. Which I did not do until five seconds before we made this video. Or making this podcast. So I'm excited. Some hot takes are coming. Yeah, no. Uh, this is great. Did like the pre-preview kind of spoiler thing with Jordan, and then my house got struck by lightning, and then that was late coming out. So, you know, I just needed these for like my own emotional well-being. Yeah, we, we do what we can, but I feel like uh, the podcast has been in disaster recovery mode from just our disasters, like our personal disasters, not the podcast. Game's doing great, See, podcast is doing fine, but... Uh, I'm throwing it out to someone has uh, like you know, clandestinely, like, hired a weather wizard or something to come after us, but... Yeah. To be fair, mine was personal intervention. Somebody literally, you know, like, stabbed the tire, so... Uh, Wizards can use daggers. That's fair. That's fair. Sometimes. Pointy ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So many spell slots. (laughs) Let's... Yeah, you do... um, Oh, man, I have a whole aside where I had a character create a wizard in D&D, but they weren't they were actually casting magical spells. They had a spellbook and everything. It was great. But we're not going to sidetrack this early. So let's get right into these spoilers. I thought we would start out kind of with the character, the tokens, their equipment, and then move into just the cards. So first thing up, Dromai, the Ash Artist. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that name overall. Uh, but the text on this one is whenever you pitch a red card, create an ash token. A red card is just pitch value red, uh, pitch value one. If you've played a red card this turn, dragons you control have go again while attacking. Uh, if an attacking dragon dies before a chain link resolution, you do not gain go again. Uh, I'm glad they put that on this card, but it's just part of that phantasm or that spectra type ruling that we've seen in the past. Uh, can you, you can target allies with arcane damage, right? You can target allies with anything that you can target. So, like, if there's targetable arcane damage, if it doesn't yeah. say, like, deal this to the hero, you absolutely can, yes. Yeah, so your wizard can, like, you know, finger guns, like, uh, they might be contribute to why snapback got put in timeout. I mean, as as long as the card doesn't say uh, tar- target hero, then, yeah. then you're good. Um, there are some things that say target hero and, and that could be an issue, but allies are attackable cards. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she has 40 health, um, four intelligence, very standard. Uh, I feel like there's not a lot to say about this particular card until we really talk about what an ash token is. Um, mm-hmm. but this is very similar to like an aura prism build in my mind already, except it's more on that red liner than it is the the middling yellow so i mean that that's kind of my first take right 
Yeah. Well, I also think it's important that the go again mechanic is tied into the hero this go around, um, which is good, as is the generation mechanic. So she is going to be kind of a island in of herself. Like you have no real reason to run Iris. I guess. Well, I guess you could run Iris, but uh, I don't think you're going to. Yeah. For another reason. Yeah, which I guess we can. Uh, well, I guess we should. Yeah, you're right. We should tell what an ash is. Uh, we should probably tell what an ash is. I'll say that I love her little dragon. I love the idea of her as a dragon mistress, but I honestly don't like her like weird pantsuit thing. Um, it bothers me. I'm sorry. All right, we'll I go mean... to the, we'll go to what an ash is. I won't. I won't. Won't bag on her there. Um, by the way, I don't have to read all the cards, but I I will read Ash this beautiful. Yeah. Honestly, this is beautiful for Ash, by the way. Uh, This does not look like a pile of ashes to me. But it's a material, which is a new keyword. While Ash is under an object, that object has Phantasm. Phantasm, of course, is just when it's defended by a non-illusionist attack action card with six or more power. It destroys this, and it closes the combat chain. Now, I, I will clarify that the majority of the cards that you can use Ash with basically just turn ash the hero is just molding ash into these little dragons or these little characters uh and so the ash card goes under them so basically all of these things always will have phantasm Mm -hmm. i think it's important that uh keyword wise the card type is just a draconic illusionist token ash so it's not an aura it's not it it isn't you can't do cute things with it in regards to some other like illusionist cards, yeah, I think that's a good call out there. Yeah, it it is keyworded appropriately to not to to not create inappropriate or awkward interactions with existing prism cards uh, or existing generic illusionist cards, and and I definitely think that would be a risk here. Um, yeah, I just know some people. Uh, at first glance of the card, we're like, oh, so these they make the little ash auras. It's like, no, no, no. They are not auras. Ash is ash. Yeah, that is right. Um, that is right. Even ash itself is is a token, not not an aura. So, all right, let's Which I, do yeah. what? I was going to say, it also, I think, uh, does that, that protects ash from the that one wizard thing from Everfest that can destroy the... It was like, it destroyed aura, so... Mm-hmm. Like scour was it scour? I believe it's scour. Um, yeah. Now I, I can always I can always pull it up as you read our next card. Yeah, and our next card is an uh, ether ashwing. Uh, that is a draconic illusionist token dragon ally that has one attack, one health, and arcane barrier one. Which uh, it's pretty funny in my opinion, and also an interesting way to put the arcane barrier into the set to kind of deal with wizard. Yeah. I mean, I, interestingly enough, I feel like I've never had a problem winning as prism against a wizard. Wizard really struggles against prism today, even though scour exists. However, um, I like the additional arcane barrier. Uh, it's a one, one. So one strength attack, one health if you attack it it's gonna fall over dead if you give it damage it's gonna fall over dead 
But I do love that that's a mechanism for Arcane Barrier because, in theory, you can be pretty pretty risky here. And you can be like, I'm going to generate these Ash Wings all the time, so I'm not going to run Arcane Barrier. I'm just going to run good equipment. Yeah, and so, like, in Sealed and Limited and everything, it's it's a nice, like, there for balance. But, yeah, it does. It opens you up outside of Null Rune, which is, you know, gives you some flexibility. That's... It's interesting. Um, we don't have enough of the card pool, I think, to make, like, any declarative statements on it. But uh, this and another new uh, kind of damage mitigation keyword, I think open up interesting conversation pieces with actually how deceptively or annoyingly tanky she may be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I wanted to clarify Scour, by the way. I said I would look it up um, while we were talking. So Scour actually destroys X target aura tokens and or uh, auras with cost zero. So it does, it does list aura tokens um, and auras. So it would indeed not be able to hit just a generic token. Um, unless it's listed as an aura of a type, uh, that subtype there. So it does, it does yeah. bypass, it does not bypass that. Yeah. So it's a, just interesting little things where I think we, we all in our head get like mental shorthand mm -hmm. for what certain things are. And, you know, as we're going through these to help keep, keep people aware as, uh, you keep in mind your pre-release events and world premiere events for, you know, and I honestly, as a, as a judge, I expected to see the pre-release pre notes. They had been talking, LSS had, about giving those yet. Um, I do already have some questions, right? So so how do you get rid of the Ash token? Does it go away if the card it's under goes away? Or does it not? Uh, because I would I, assume it goes away. I would assume, but I don't know that I feel like it's clear based on the... I'm, no. I'm going to guess material is something... Um, that's clarified. So I'm going to guess material mm -hmm. is basically like you used you used that to make the Ether Ashwing, and therefore when the Ether Ashwing is destroyed, so is the token. Now, if they don't go away and they just get to hang out, uh, that's going to get dumb. Like that, she goes full Thanos, and that she is inevitable at that point. Yeah, it could get pretty horrifying. It could. Uh, okay, so let's let's move to her weapon. Um, her weapon, like all illusionist weapons so far, doesn't really do anything. It's not a weapon in the traditional sense. Uh, it is a draconic illusionist weapon, two-handed scepter. Uh, so a new new weapon type, I believe. I don't I don't think the others were scepters, but I won't swear to that. Uh, it says dragon allies you control have once per turn action uh, free attack. Yeah. Uh, basically, so you gotta run this where your dragons can't do jack. No. No, it's uh, when her and the scepter do the fusion dance, uh, they're the meme weapon. Everyone was Pomolaris or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just mean <laughs> that, like, there's literally no way that you would end up running any other illusionist's weapon. I'm assuming there's a majestic for her, right? But. Um, yeah, majestic or legendary. Like. Sure. We haven't seen legendary weapons yet. That could be an interesting route to go. I think this is generically okay. So if we don't even if we don't see weapons for, like, you know, in the majestic or legendary slot, like, I think this does what it's supposed to do. She's, it's her archetype. Like, 
I, I honestly don't know that I have a problem with it if we don't see a, a, a majestic weapon. And, and in many ways, like, in those early seals, getting those majestic weapons is such a big deal for some heroes that it, it makes makes them infinitely more powerful. And in many ways, I'd, I'd be happy not to see that here. But. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like, this does what it needs to. There's not a lot more to say. Like. Agreed. It's a luminaire. It's. Luminaris. But. Effectively. It's a token. Yeah. Alright. So. What's up next? Silken form. Okay. Sorry, I'm bouncing between. Uh, I'm on my laptop, so it's. I'm having to bounce ah, between, like, single there. screen. It's sad. I, I'm used to having all three monitors up and going. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, Silken form. Hey. It's Draconic Illusionist Equipment Arms. It has a zero block. Uh, it has instant. Destroy silken form. Transform target ash you control into an ash or an ether ash wing. And it has a new uh, keyword, quell one. Uh, and it's if your hero would be dealt damage, you may pay one resource. Prevent one of that damage. If you do so, destroy silken form at the beginning of uh, the end phase. Man. I do not know what to say about this because without more context than we have today, this is garbage. Um, like the instant transform into an Ether Ashwing, I think is good, but Quell, the the new Quell one, I do love that it prevents any type of damage. Right, like that's that's mm-hmm. great, but preventing one damage and destroying itself for a resource, I I mean it's spell void. But for anything, and I've never so, seen anyone run spell void equipment. It is something you might run in your draft or sealed pool if you're playing her. Outside of that, I I don't see a ton of use. Because like even, I mean. The when we get to the generic draconic stuff, like some of those, it's like, oh, you can just run like Cracker Jacks and be better than what this thing's bringing you in a constructed format. I, so. I, I tend to agree. There's just there's just better things out there. Um, again, with what we've seen so far, maybe everything will be completely changed by the time we get more spoilers. But for today, I couldn't be more underwhelmed. I guess. Uh, I expect we'll, her other equipment will be better. Like, this is just a common equipment. It's fine. Yeah. Like, uh, you don't have to worry about anyone drafting it super quickly. We'll no, it may, it may come back around. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we'll, we'll continue to move on. Um, this is a common, so I assume it's in all three colors. Uh, I love the art. I think it's gorgeous. Um, it's called Billowing Mirage. It is a single cost, three strength attack at red, so probably three, two, and one. It blocks for three, which is something that is, is needed, but it's a class card, so Draconic Illusionist action attack. It says, when you attack with Billowing Mirage, transform up to one ash you control into an Aether Ashwing. Transform being a new keyword as well. Uh, but fairly self-explanatory here. And it does have automatic go again here, which I think is very important, right? It, it really mm-hmm. it really ties into the new hero ability. If you've played a red, 
then your your ash wings or your dragons all are going to have go again so this makes you able to have this massive combat chain potentially well you got to pitch the you got to pitch a red but the one cost ah, is what right, you right. need yeah yeah you pitch pitch a red swing for a cheeky three make an ash wing like oh no sorry sorry you can pitch a red pay for it generate the ash to generate the ash wing and then now that you have played a red card you everything has to go again yeah it's a the red version is just a pure enabler yeah absolutely it's it it feeds itself together very very well and it is if you've played a red card this turn by the way you have go again if you've played the card yeah um, so so yeah it it does everything having two of these in hand would be great pitch pay for it you've made your ash you immediately have the go again i i, I like it um, it seems very efficient. I mean, it's not a break point, right? But it's just the it's just the stepping off point of your turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't necessarily I don't necessarily hate that it isn't a break point, right? I mean, worst case, you're gonna swing with like three or four of your little one one dragons. You swing with this, like they burn a card from hand. Now, I will say, I think it's important to to mention that the six cost cards. Good, not six cost, six power cards that are generically good have gone up in value massively already in seeing some of this, right? Mm-hmm. You will be running those because one way you ruin this character's day is they have 12 Ether Ash Wings out there, right? They're going to come at you for 12. All right, well, I just pop your first one. You're done. Mm. Um, unless yeah. they have a way to gain an action point outside of that, right? Yeah, and like... My my gut feeling is that's probably what the you know it's footsteps, but for allies is it just feels like the natural thing you would do. We'll see. Um, I mean, so far that scares me because these tokens are much easier to make. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that, right? In some ways, they're much easier to make ash tokens with than it is to make spectral shields, right? Ash is cheaper, it auto-generates, but then you There's have an to extra manipulate step. it. Yeah, it does take, yeah. it takes multiple steps instead of cost. Um, mm-hmm. And in theory, they are technically harder to get rid of. Um, at, at being because you have to attack them, right? You don't just have to yeah. deal a massive amount to the hero. Yeah, and I don't know. My, we'll have to see the the engine in which she can generate these ash wings is gonna be i think what determines if she gets to be middle of the pack or a meta definer yeah and we just don't have enough of her card pool yet like if she has a bunch of these billowing mirages-esque things it's like yeah enable your game plan and also make more ash wings than cool but She's going to be wanting to run, like, a lot of red cards. I will say, from what we have seen, I'm beginning to think the big dragons might be a trap. I tend to agree with you from what we've seen so far, because they're as fragile as anything else. And I think I'd rather just have a bunch of the little guys. But Mm -hmm. uh, I guess we'll continue on. So we did Billowing Mirage. Let's do some Breaking Point here. Uh, even I moved this. So this is the uh, oh, TCG Players Bundle card. So I think this is probably the one most people have seen. Uh, yeah, the Oopsie Doodle one. 
It's the, the oopsie doodle, right? You're right. It definitely, <laughs> they, they, companies keep oopsieing. You know, oh no, yeah. our spoiler got out too early. Anyway, What's all this traffic? Oh no, my clicks. It's, you know, I, I get it, but it's, it's. Time zones are hard. It's a little inexcusable. Anyway, it is a red pitch. Uh, it's a promo. I would assume this is also a common card that is going to be red, yellow, blue. Uh, maybe not, just based on how likely uh, to be red-focused both of the Draconic heroes are. But it's a red pitch. It only costs one, meaning it can be paid for with a red card, which is going to be great. This is just a Draconic action instead of being Draconic Illusionist or Draconic Ninja. Uh, so it'll be able to be played by both of the heroes. Comes in as a five-strength attack. It comes in with three defense, and it has a keyword rupture, which is new for us as well. If breaking point is played as chain link four or higher, it has when it hits a hero, destroy all cards in their arsenal. I love the new keyword. So oh, much. yeah. No, it's, it is. It rewards. It's the go wide keyword. Um, I think it's interesting. I will be interested if this rupture mechanic is what the new ninjas kind of built around. This card does feel ninja. I, I realize that it's going to be easily playable in Dromai, right? Based well, I think they're both. Seen. Yeah, they're both go wide. Like, it's just different flavors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just mean it feels more ninja. I don't necessarily mean mm -hmm. it, it. It is right. Um, but I, I like the card. I like the feel of it. Um, I think it's very, very solid. I, even though, honestly, even without rupture on it, I would play this card. Right. A one, oh, yeah. a one for five with a three block uh, that is not a class card. 100%, I run this in both decks right now. Mm -hmm. But sadly, I oh, have yeah. nothing else to say about it. Nah, it's just good. It's just good. Um, we could be wrong, but I can't imagine being wrong on a one for five. Yeah. That's pseudo, pseudo command of conquers. I want to say up front, I very much, I loved the theme of Everfest. I am kind of a sucker for fantasy dragons, though. Uh, so this is also really working for me. All right. What do we have up next? Break the Embers. Oh. It's, uh, okay, I shouldn't just say it's like better prismatic shield. But it is uh, a one cost, uh, create an ash token, then transform up to three ash tokens you control in the... Aether Wings. Uh, and it has go again. It's just an illusionist action. It does only block for two, which is a bummer, but it's in the common slot. Um, hey, what if you spend one and create three separate one attacks with go again? I want to be very clear that this is not an instant, um, which Prismatic Shield is. So that is, oh. that's, that's where I see the, the major difference here. Um, now, I think it's completely reasonable to draw that parallel, right? Like, It's also, what, two less, so... Right. Um, th they're going to play similar. I Oddly enough, I am much more drawn to this. Like, I don't really like Aura Prism that much. I'm a little... I'm fairly drawn to this so far. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I feel like this is solid. But yeah, Prismatic Shield is an instant. It, it costs yeah. a ton, so... It's not flashy. It's just... It's value. Like, it's red, it costs one, you'll generate an ash, and then if you got some other ash floating around, seems to be an efficient way to make those 
your little buddies and has go again i'm very like, concerned the only that even with go again though like if you don't have ash wings that this is going to be pseudo bad right um because you need to have already built your engine a little bit when you see this card if not it's a red that isn't an attack you're likely playing mostly reds like you don't get to do mm -hmm. much else on your turn well if it's not doing anything for you just pitch it like that's fair yeah the the biggest downside to me it blocks for two like yeah i have a feeling i have a feeling i'm going to want to be attacking other things um for both of these heroes right so having some blocks having some two blocks i don't think is going to be a huge issue but i mean again we'll we'll see as we keep getting cards right um it's it's hard to be too accurate this early yeah all right so what we got next lava burst popping people lava. with some lava ah uh, so lava burst zero cost red it looks like it's a common so we can expect uh, a blue and a yellow version uh and the scaling will probably be with this rupture effect of uh, if Lava Burst is played as a Chain Link 4 or higher, it has plus 3 attack. It also defends for 3. So, 4 or higher, this is coming in a 0 for 5. Uh, presumably, it'll be 2 and 1 on the yellow and blue versions. Uh, well, do generic action for 0 that blocks for 3 and can pump up to a 5. Like, nothing not to like here. Um... So let me let me say what I actually think this is going to end up being. I actually think we're going to have our first zero attack. Oh, interesting. That yeah. Uh, I, I mean, spec rampant speculation on my part. I actually think it will be the rupture effect is always plus three on this card, and that it's actually a two one zero, um, always at plus three. I think that would be very interesting. And, and really lean into that, like, rupture effect on it. But I, I could be completely wrong there. I don't know how you feel about that. No, actually, uh, you know, my skewed ninja perspective, it's not it's not bad. Like, worst case, the blue version, you're pitching for zero, and sometimes it can be just a three. Now, the downside, this doesn't have go again, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got to... I'm presuming you're going to have other ways to give this go again. Snapdragon scalers are always going to be a thing, right? Um, yeah. I don't think it's a problem. Let's move on to yeah, that no. Skittering Sands. Skittering Sands. You want to take this one? Ah, sure. It's just another transform card, so I'm not feeling that excited about it. It does have go again. Um, transform target Ash card you control into an Ether Ash Wing. It gains plus three until the end of the turn, and it has go again. So it's a red card, so you're giving yourself uh, go again on your attacks when you've played it. It gives you at least one Ether Ash Ashwing at a four strength attack. I mean, it's good. It's just not exciting. But it's an it's another yeah. common, right? So Yeah. It also costs zero, which is nice, and I mean, it is good that we're seeing these things that are like her engine builder cards have a two defense. Yeah, completely. Because because she's gonna she is, I think, going to need to be a little squishier from a defense perspective to not run away with things. Oh, yeah. I mean... Inevitability decks are tough. I mean, you got a window. You have to punch, 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 punch. And there will be a tipping point where if you don't have a bunch of ways to go wide, you're in a rough spot. So, 
yeah, you end up in this. Oops, that's too late. Yeah. Oops, all dead. <laughs> I I had that happen to me against Aura Prism. I got him down to like eight uh, with my Lexi, and then all of a sudden, there's just nothing I could do. Yeah. I made the wrong choice. All right. So let's move. Who's on? Who's our next card? I mean, you it can really is... pick at this stage, but I think uh, Sand Cover was what I had next. Team Team Cover oh, okay. is spoiler. Okay. All right. Just a second. Gotta get to it. Gotta get to it. Sand cover. It's yet another it's keyword. Z- yeah, zero cost red. Um, this is a illusion, dragon illusionist instant, so no defense value. But target ash you control gains ward four until the end of the turn. So you can spin up to, or you can spin four resources and negate four damage. Um, I want to clarify a little bit there. Ward is truly so you play this. Uh, it basically just gives oh. ward four. You do not pay for that, so it is oh. a it is a free instant that gives one of your uh, illusionist icons, not illusionist icons, one of your dragons basically. So say you get Dromai or not Dromai, Dominate. Or, no, it would be the Ash token. It wouldn't be the dragon. It'd be while it's an Ash. You know. The target ash you control is something I missed there, and that's very confusing. Um, yeah, because ash is the uh, the keyword. Yeah, so it is just one of those guys. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. I yeah, no. Uh, it's, it's literally just the ash token. So this thing is a lot better than I thought it was, because I thought it was the one where you had to... Uh, spend resources for that effect, which was uh, what was it on the on the hands? Oh there right, yeah, you're you're thinking about quell. The... Yeah, I thought it was quell, quell, so I was like, oh, whatever, this is meh. But ward is okay. So though you have immediately confused me based on the way it is written. Target ash you control gains ward four. Yeah, it's got to be the token, because... If uh, your hero would be dealt damage, prevent four of that. Yeah, because the al- the dragon allies have dragon ally, uh, and then why? draconic illusionist token. So, the material is draconic illusionist token dash ash. So, basically, this is just saying, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the way to explain it, right? This is basically just, there's a bunch of ash around me. And instead of turning it into a fake dragon, I'm going to lift it up in front of me and block some damage. Yeah. Uh, it's solid. Yeah, pocket sand. P- pocket sand. I'm Hey, uh, it basically just is a... Te- it is a block for four card that does not have a defense value, technically. Because it's free to play. Yeah. And it's an instant. So right now we don't have a way of preventing you from, from playing that, right? Yeah, can get around dominate things and stuff like that. So, I, honestly, this seems very good to me. Like, actually, this also would let you potentially uh, negate and protect one of your dragons if they like swung into you. It's just a thing that deals some damage. I mean, this cannot protect your dragon. It says if your hero would be dealt damage. So. Uh, it does. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the text under ward is if your hero would be dealt oh. damage. Sad. sad. Okay. So honestly, I honestly thought it was a dragon protect earlier. Uh, we both misread this card a bit, right? Like that's interesting. Yeah. Um, 
But so it turned a card I wasn't excited in, about to being what I think is the best common we've talked about so far. Yeah. Gotta tell them Bravo's no, no. <laughs> oh, man, nope. I, I Bravo has been pretty great. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about this next card as well. Uh, if for no other reason, because it is the first time we've ever seen a specialization go to multiple heroes. Yeah. Here, you want to take that one, Adam? Uh, sure. So this one's uh, this one's red hot. Uh, it is a red pitch. Uh, it's at the rare slot. So this is a specialization at the rare slot, which I, I believe is also kind of rare. Uh, costs two. Uh, Dromai or Phi specialization. So you can only have it if you're one of those. The reason I think this is so interesting is they're clearly future-proofing Draconic heroes. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like it would be so easy to just make this a Draconic card. Uh, but this is a four-strength attack with three block on it. It also has that rupture effect, so it's going to be one of those that has an additional effect, chain link four or higher. And this one's when you attack with this, reveal the top X cards of your deck, where X is the number of draconic chain links you have in your control. Deal damage equal to the number of red cards revealed this way to any target, then shuffle your deck. I love it. Yeah, no, it's an interesting effect. Um, I think it's gonna gonna hit like a freight train in uh, limited. I I tend to agree. Now, it, in limited, you might not be able to control getting as many reds, and so so honestly, maybe you really won't hit that. Um, but it doesn't need to hit that hard in limited. You know what I mean? Even a four yeah. strength block for three isn't terrible. Um, now, I will say this card is probably relatively bad if you cannot trigger the Rupture effect, right? You're always going to be holding it. You'd, I don't think you would ever just play it raw. Um, no. But sometimes even just shuffling your deck, if you've been forced into a bad pitch stack uh, or haven't been mm-hmm. able to manage it well, is is really great. Yeah. Nah. It's going to be... Yeah, no. It's interesting. Uh, the two costs is... We'll see. We'll see if that's a bit of a a real bummer, because because so far they only want you to be playing red cards, right? I, yeah, I, I get that you're gonna have to run some blues or some yellows, but though I guess if you pitch two reds to trigger this, you could create two ashes. So that's fair. Yeah, is that not a once per turn? I I don't even remember. No, it is. Uh, it is just Whenever. a yeah. When you pitch a red card, that's so fair. yeah. Whenever you pitch a red, create a Nash. So yeah, even if she uh, pitches them like on her turn to pay for things, yeah. Cool. All right, you can you can have the the pretty real dragon. Okay. Yeah, I get to have. Uh, what were what Do- it's Domina, I think. Yeah, there was Dom- a meme on it. Well, there's a meme name. Uh, I can't remember because it, it has like the same effect as like uh, some magic card. But yeah, uh, Invoke Domina this is a four cost red card. Legendary. You can only have one of it in your deck. Transform target Ash you control into Domina. Go again. Domina is a four attack, four health. Uh, whenever Domina attacks a hero, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's red, look at their hand and banish a card from it. It is Phantasmoclasm, but meaner. I mean, so I'm, I'm really torn here. Tell me why I'm wrong. 
this costs four in a deck that mm-hmm. has to be primarily red. It's legendary, which means you can only have one per deck. And in the past, I've complained that legendaries are extraordinarily impactful. And maybe they always should be, but like sometimes these these really powerful legendaries make it feel like you've jackpotted when you hit them. This one does not feel that way for me. It's going to have Spectra, or not Spectra, it's going to have Phantasm. So if it's defended with a 6 strength, it's just gone and does nothing. And for 4 cost, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think the big dragons might be a trap. Um, but there will be people who like them. Like, we might be wrong, but... I, if you can remove Phantasm from it, if there's a good way to defend that, then I think this card is very impactful if you can get it on the board. But if you cannot remove that Phantasm easily, right? Like, Yeah, though it does get to have uh, the same thing Phantasmoclasm can. So... I don't know. I mean, only on a only on a gamble though, right? Like if you don't reveal a red card. That's true. You should be revealing red cards. You should, but at the same time you can't only be revealing red cards or you could never play this, right? Like you'd have to arsenal it and then literally spend your whole hand to put it out. And that Come on. That's what your deep blue is for. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure there's going to be better equipment. Uh I actually don't really care about the Marvel version of this too much. No. I, I, I'm I, not going to lie. Part of me thinks it doesn't look as good. I'm happy to pull it and sell it to someone. Yeah. I don't know why I'm not excited about it. I, the the uh, the icons in the for the health and the attack, uh, mm-hmm. they're not as legible to me. And so I, I just don't, I don't enjoy it because of that. If they had a, bl- a white background on those... Or some different, more bold font. I, I might like it better. But right now, I feel like I can't read it. So, I'm out. Yeah. Alright, let's let's bring it home. With Burn Them All. Just Nice Game of Thrones quote. Just getting... Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. This is an amazing finisher, in my mind. But, it has Go Again. That's literally the first tech on this card. Uh, it's Red Pitch. It's a Majestic. It only costs... Uh, zero and it blocks for three it's a draconic illusionist action and it's an aura uh it says once per turn when a dragon you control attacks it deals one arcane damage to each opposing hero at the beginning of your end phase put a raise counter on burn them all and destroy it unless you banish a red card from your grave graveyard for each raise counter on it uh so this definitely does feel more like a a bit a bit of an end game right like now question because this has come up in uh two different discords once per turn comma when a dragon you control attacks it deals one arcane damage to the opposing hero this only happens once per turn or is it once per dragon it's once per turn okay 100 percent once per turn i eh i it's, feel eh. it's the same as the shimmers shimmers and silver yeah um so once per turn when you attack with a illusionist aura it gets plus one and that stays on there it's the exact same ruling as that okay i neat that's that's just how i feel neat so i got excited and you do not care it's 
like if this were i don't know like a rare like i'd be like oh okay but at like majestic and you're having to banish things out of your graveyard i don't know i could be proven wrong like maybe that one extra bit of arcane chip damage adds up enough over time but and maybe if you get like three of them out then it's like really annoying maybe um i mean if you have three of them out i just don't see you having enough in your graveyard unless it is truly truly the end of the game Mm -hmm. i i can see it being that that very annoying like i'm gonna guess nobody is going to run null rune against you here and if they do run null rune against uh dromai just to deal with this card then you're you're already winning, right? They've had to spend some of their good equipment slots on Arcane Barrier. Now, some classes will have a natural advantage there yeah. just because they run Arcane Barrier as a as a standard card, right? Like my Lexi mm-hmm. right now always runs Bullseye Bracers. That yeah. has Arcane Barrier, but some yeah. classes will really suffer if they have to pitch in something else. Yeah, I don't know. This is one we'll have to see. Right now, I ha- I'm i feeling lukewarm, but maybe it'll surprise me. Okay. Well, you know, I hope it does. Uh, and also, I hope it doesn't surprise you too much, because that means we'll have something negative on our, on our hands. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's everything from day one. Um, Spoilers from day so two yeah. are much shorter. Okay. There's only like four of them. Oh. Well, bummer. <laughs> It'll be a faster I li- episode. It will be a faster episode. I like the long. I like. I like a lot of spoilers. Like they're truncating our spoiler season because, like, once the world premiere happens, like everything gets spoiled. Yeah, we can always wait a day in between if we want. If we want to talk nah. about it a lot at once, but daily spicy hot takes. We have promised the people. That's right. Yeah. Which, on that note, we should probably wrap this up so I can get this edited. And- we can post it. <laughs> oh, sounds great. Well, we have been Kadachi for three. Thank you all for listening. I hope you're all enjoying the spoiler season. And if you disagree with us, feel free to tell us because we're probably wrong or sneakily right. Anyway, we are sponsored by Edmund Unplugged, a local store here in Oklahoma uh, where Shay and I both play and I judge often. We've got a pro quest coming up tomorrow that I'm going to be judging. So I'm excited to get going on that and uh, going to get some sleep. So I'm ready. Have a good evening. Take it easy, everyone. Thanks for listening and being a part of the Flesh and Blood community. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please share us, leave us a like, or a review. If you want to engage with us directly, please find us on Facebook at Kadachi43. And remember, we are available for download on all major podcast providers. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you again in two weeks. Until then, enjoy playing Flesh and Blood.